There's a lot to be excited about so far throughout New Orleans Saints training camp, but is Peyton Turner the breakout candidate that we all forgot to pay attention to over the course of the offseason? I'll tell you why he is and get to that land yap as we continue on with another episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another live post-training camp episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always. Make a Locked On Saints your first, second, third, fourth, however many listens of the day every day here on the show. Don't forget we are free and available on all podcast apps and here on YouTube as well where you're live. Right now, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credentialed member of the media. And of course, you can find me every day over at USA Today's Saints Wire, Tuesdays a lot in NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints. All that and more, of course, here across on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, everybody, as always, for being here. Remember, we are live after every training camp session here throughout training camp. So shout out to everybody in the chat. Don't forget to get all of your questions in. I'm going to take some of your questions and then build a uh, a third part of the later episode that will come out later on tonight off of your questions. But today, Peyton Turner was the absolute star of training camp. Michael Thomas continues to progress a little bit of a shakeup over at the cornerback two spots. We're going to break all of that down and much more on today's episode of Locked on Saints. Let's do as we do every time with these big uh, post-training camp live shows. Let's get to the biggest story. And the biggest story from New Orleans Saints training camp day two was undoubtedly Peyton Turner. Now, don't get me wrong. You still feel the residual effects of Michael Thomas being back in the fold for New Orleans. Number 13 looked good, but Peyton Turner stole the show today. And I came into today's uh, camp day wanting to pay attention to Pete, uh, excuse me, to Peyton Turner. I listed him as one of my three players that I'll be watching along with Marcus May and of course, Michael Thomas for day two of camp. But if I'm being honest, Peyton Turner didn't even give me an option. I had to pay attention to him. He continues to stand out. We spoke with him after the practice as well. You could tell that he's feeling good. He's excited. He's happy to be back. Feels like this is still kind of a almost like a second rookie season for him in a way, but he talked with Nick Underhill a bit about you know how he's working on developing a pass rushing plan and how those things are already starting to come to fruition for him on the field. And it certainly looks that way. We're going to get the play of the day here in just a moment, but spoiler alert, it was also Peyton Turner. So I think that the things that you're seeing with Peyton Turner right now is that he is evolving as a pass rusher. He's very passionate about making sure that he still has an impact in the run game. By the way, the New Orleans Saints run defense looked really, really good today. Obviously, everyone's still in shorts. Nobody's in pads. It's not full contact. We'll have to see what happens once that part actually gets started. But still, run defense looked really good. And run defense is something that Peyton Turner is keen on focusing on over the course of this offseason. But it's great to see that the pass rushing plan his maturity as an edge rusher, getting after the quarterback, perhaps the most impactful part or immediately impactful part of what his game can be at the NFL level is coming to shape. And that's really, really good news for the New Orleans Saints with Marcus Davenport not currently out on the field right now, 
Though we did see him, he was doing some side work off to the side along with Pete Werner throughout today's training camp session. We're getting a lot of opportunities to get a look at Peyton Turner. And I have to say, if Peyton Turner is looking at having a breakout season this year, that might mean a lot for Marcus Davenport, who already has a lot of pressure on him going into a contract season. If Peyton Turner has the better season of the two, how does that impact Marcus Davenport's future with the New Orleans Saints? So Marcus Davenport would benefit from getting out on the field as quickly as possible. Thankfully, it's not an injury that's holding him back. He's just got to get through all the conditioning stuff that he's missed already this offseason with the offseason procedures that he had, which included a surgery and another surgery that ended up uh, amputating a pinky at one point. So a lot going on for Marcus Davenport, but not far behind him nipping at his heels there is Peyton Turner, who's putting together a very, very good performance so far over the first two days of camp. Now, let's take this a step further. It's going to be all Peyton Turner throughout this entire first part of the show because he also owns today's play of the day. That was Peyton Turner bull rushing Gerald Hawkins, the former LSU Tiger, who is a new veteran addition to the New Orleans Saints. Peyton Turner was lined up on the defensive right side, so the offensive left side where Gerald Hawkins was playing left tackle, and Peyton Turner wasted no time. You ever want to talk about a pass rushing plan? What more efficient pass rushing plan is there than run that guy over? Because that's exactly what Mark, uh, excuse me, Peyton Turner did to Gerald Hawkins, putting him, Hawkins, on his tushy, on his way to the quarterback. Now, Ian Book was able to get the pass off. He got it off quickly. It was a nice, great hands catch by Adam Troutman that he was able to turn up the field. So pretty good to see both of those elements of this play as well. But Peyton Turner is the one that stole the show in that moment, providing the highlight of the day during New Orleans Saints training camp. And remember, that's what the New Orleans Saints love at edge rusher. They're not really into the speed rushers, right? They gave one guy like uh, Noah Spence an opportunity over the course of the recent past uh, in the recent years we've seen reunite with or bringing Taco Charlton in, for instance, going out and drafting Zach Bond, but looking at changing his position, not really using him as a speed rusher. That's not really their sort of MO when it comes to edge rushers, right? They want the guys that can take an offensive lineman, push them back into the laps of a quarterback. That's why you have these big six foot six, six foot seven, 250, 60, 70, 80 pound defensive linemen that the New Orleans Saints love to invest in so much. And so I think that ends up showing you exactly what it is that Peyton Turner can bring. And we know that Peyton Turner, when he's on the field and healthy, can be disruptive. We saw that in his rookie season last year. Now we're starting to see it all throughout camp. And of course, he's intent on making sure that no one forgets it ahead of his second season. And he looks at his second season as another opportunity to move ahead and potentially have that big breakout year that a lot of New Orleans Saints fans would certainly love to see from either him or Marcus Davenport. But how nice would it be to see it come from both him and Marcus Davenport? I asked Peyton Turner, what is it that you feel like you, Cam Jordan, and Marcus Davenport can, uh, can achieve together? I'll roll the clip in tonight's episode. But he smiled and has really, really good ideas about what it is that this New Orleans Saints defensive line would be able to do if all three of those guys are healthy for a 17-game span. Speaking of being healthy for a 17-game span, certainly something you love to see from your starting quarterback and your wide receiver one. So let's get to our Jameis Winston update, as well as Michael Thomas watch, and I'll let you know how they looked in today's camp, including a very, very nice showing from Michael Thomas. We got all that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But first, I'm going to take this opportunity to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. And right now they have the coconut, excuse me, the cookies, uh, what is it? Cookie dough chunk puff bar. So you think about like 
chunks of cookie dough in a marshmallowy protein bar covered in 100% chocolate, 15 grams of protein. But all that sounds like a ton of calories, doesn't it? Like a ton of sugar, ton of calories. Well, guess what? Low in sugar, low in calories, high in protein, high in fiber. In fact, only 160 calories in this bad boy. And that's just that cookie dough chunk puff bar. There's so many other options all across the Built Bar website, which you can find at built.com. So go and check out all of their standard flavors, more puff bars, and even their granola bars as well. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15 whenever you buy your box, because trust me, you will. And that's going to get you 15% off. Once again, that is 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. All right, family, continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thank you so much, as always, for Locked on Saints, your first listen of the day. Very grateful to be here with you on another live episode. Seeing a lot of folks in the chat today. Don't forget to get your questions in so that I can go ahead and take some of those questions and then build the end of our evening show. Remember, you're getting two shows a day anytime that the Saints are participating in training camp. Mr. Jerry, thank you so much. I'm loving these live shows, too. We're having a fantastic time. So I appreciate y'all, as always, for being here. I'm seeing Locked On Gators in the chat. Can confirm that the cookie dough chunk uh, puff slaps eating one right now. It's my good friend Brandon Olson coming through from Locked On Gators. Lots of Gators on this New Orleans Saints defense finding success, one of which, of course, right now is Marcus May. And I paid close attention to Marcus May over the course of today's camp. Very nice practice. But the guys that really stood out, of course, were the guys over on the offensive side for this one. And of course, you always want to keep an eye on Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas. And so with Jameis Winston being out on the field, what I can tell you is that of the snaps of his that I got to see, he completed two of his four passes. He had a really, really nice pass to Alvin Kamara that was kind of a check down uh, a little bit. So remember, Jameis Winston said that what he really worked on over the course of the offseason and was kind of forced to work on for the most part over the course of the offseason was uh, his kind of short intermediate area passing, 5, 10, 15 yards, all of that. And so you're already starting to see that pay off over the course of camp, him getting um, getting Alvin Kamara involved in the passing game. We've seen Tony Jones Jr. and uh, Devon Zigbo get involved in the passing game as well. So uh, Jameis Winston making good on his promise to continue that focus there. Now, Jameis didn't have the best throw of the day. The best throw of the day was actually by Ian Book, but was unfortunately dropped in the end zone by Deontay Hardy. Now, this play very likely would have ended in a sack by DeMarco Jackson. Peyton Turner almost got there as well, but a really, really beautiful ball, good placement, good velocity from Ian Book, but unfortunately, uh, Deontay Hardy not able to reel it in. But back to Jameis real quick. Uh, Jameis continues to show you all of his leadership, and there's a lot of players around that continue to shout him out. We watched Jameis after practice while we were in, while we moved to the indoor facility for the post-practice pressers, continue to get his own work in for like 90 minutes after practice, just continuously putting in the extra work. And we've heard a lot of other players around Jameis talk about how he's the first guy in, last guy out, all of that. We certainly got to see that in full effect today, a prime example of it. Adam Troutman spoke very highly of Jameis Winston saying, of course, you know, they love Jameis Winston there. Actually, Ryan Ramchick said, of course, we love Jameis Winston here. But uh, Adam Troutman speaking very highly and praising Jameis for his leadership abilities and also his ability to be able to orchestrate that offense, which is going to be a big part of what we're going to be watching over the course of training camp is anybody sort of 
slipping when it comes to the playbook and all of that. And so far, Jameis hasn't allowed that to happen, not for himself. And we certainly haven't seen it be that situation over the course or, or, or you know, we've certainly seen him continue to orchestrate it well for some of the other players around. Uh, I think that I heard uh, Deuce Windham said that you're going to be, I'm, I'm hoping to be there tonight. I'm hoping to be there tonight. I'm not sure yet. But um, the next big piece when it comes to Jameis is how are the passes looking? So far, the ball velocity is there. You can see him, you know, get some air underneath the ball, all of that. Nothing has changed in terms of what Jameis Winston can do downfield, but he is making some good decisions and he's making some really, really nice, um, making some really, really nice throws. He had a solid crossing route that he hit Jarvis Landry on, which is going to be something that you might as well just put on repeat throughout the 2022 season, because that is one of those places where Jarvis Landry is going to have a massive impact for this New Orleans Saints team. And so you can see Jameis getting that rhythm with Michael Thomas, with Jarvis Landry, with Chris Olave, both in terms of practicing and in terms of their execution on the field, but the conversations that they're having off the field, you can see them on the sidelines talking to one another, all of that. So very, very good stuff with everything going on with Jameis Winston, who is indeed clear and uh, continuing to go through. He does practice with the left knee brace on but it's not like something that he's regressing or anything like that. He just practices with it on. So if you see photos and you notice the knee brace, don't worry, that's not a surprise or that's nothing that you should be concerned about. It's just part of the regimen. Um, all right, let's talk a little Michael Thomas. So Michael Thomas uh, participated again in individual drills as well as position drills, did not take part in team drills again. So he's not fully getting, you know, he's not 100% back in terms of his involvement or his participation in practice. I guess you can call it limited in terms of where, where he is. Uh, he also didn't participate in seven on seven drills, but look, there's no discernible limp. There's no tape on the ankle. He's making some catches. What we've seen so far is sort of him being comfortable mentally on that ankle, which I think is one of the first signs that you look for in an injured player. We're sort of seeing the same thing with Jameis Winston as well, who's running around a lot more, who's throwing on the run, who's you know getting outside the pocket, all of that, right? When you're coming back from an ACL injury, one of the first hurdles you have to get over is the mental sort of, is having the mental acuity to know I'm not at risk anymore and feeling comfortable there. And we're certainly seeing that from Michael Thomas. Some of his cuts could be sharper, all of that, but we'll start to see that when they're actually getting him involved in team drills and everything, and he's actually trying to beat defenders that are on the opposite side of him. But one of the things that I will say is that we did see him catch a pass at one point and then work to turn it upfield. And we saw the ankle flexation there. We saw him put a lot of you know uh, pressure on his plant foot there for him to be able to turn that upfield and move from going laterally to moving vertically. And no wince, no uh, hesitation there, anything like that. So that's good news for Michael Thomas, who continues to move fluidly. And again, you're not really seeing anything that indicates anything other than Michael Thomas is back in New Orleans. So really, really good news for the Saints there. Uh, a couple of other players that we continue to see today coming back from injury, Taysom Hill still performing well. He got involved. I think he went away for a little while, came back, but didn't seem like it was anything of concern. It didn't seem like it was an injury, anything or another. Uh, one pass catcher that we want to update on is that Juwan Johnson wasn't seen, but that meant that we got more opportunities to see some guys like Taysom Hill and Adam Trotman getting involved in the passing game. But all in all, your day is going to be dominated by watching guys like Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas for sure. We have some more um, attendance things to update you on. We have some more to look at in terms of position battles, including a little bit of a shakeup at cornerback too. We'll break that down as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Let's go. 
Get it, Huda Nation. We are wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints live here on YouTube post-practice. Thanks again, everybody, for being here with us and for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. I appreciate all of y'all that I see in the chat. Douglas, I see you, Travis. I see you, West Bank Rick. I see you, Till, uh, Till the Legend. I see everybody. So I appreciate y'all. Baldy, I see all y'all. So I appreciate everybody for coming through. Baldy brings up a really interesting point that's pretty big news for the New Orleans Saints, even though it didn't happen during New Orleans Saints training camp. It's something to keep an eye out on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers center Ryan Jensen being carted off the field, had a knee injury or what we assume is a knee injury. Going to have some MRIs, maybe some updates there soon from Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but that would be a huge loss for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who already have some question marks on the interior offensive line as a whole. So that's going to be a really, really big thing to keep an eye out on uh, for the division. uh, I don't want to call it division rival, like we know better than that, right? But a division opponent across the way here in the NFC South. Okay, let's take a look at um, attendance, and then we'll wrap up with some position battle updates. So as I mentioned, as we were wrapping up or, or moving on there earlier, Juwan Johnson, New Orleans Saints tight end number 83, as well as Sage Doxer, New Orleans Saints offensive lineman, undrafted free agent rookie, uh, neither of which were spotted at practice today. No updates on them at the moment, uh, but you know it, it doesn't seem like, well, we don't know. We just simply don't know exactly why they weren't there yet. But Hopefully, we'll be able to get some clarity on that here soon. Other players that we did not see that aren't surprising, Tyron Matthew continues to be excused for a private family matter. Pete Werner and Marcus Davenport were present. They did some side work over on the side there. They did not get involved in any drills, position drills, anything like that. They remain on the PUP list for Marcus Davenport, as well as the NFI or non-football injury list when it comes to Pete Werner. Uh, Rashid Shahid and Tono Passanio also not seen, both of which also on the NFI list as well. So hopefully we'll get to see some of those guys back in action here soon. The Saints right now not having Marcus Davenport and not having Tono Passanio out there. A little bit light on the defensive line, but certainly see a ton of uh, opportunity there with you know seeing guys like Peyton Turner and Carl Granderson and and others get snaps over on that side. Uh, Cam Jordan also took a little bit of a light day today as well, which is another reason why we saw so much Peyton Turner. Okay, let's jump into the position battles here as we begin to wrap up. Don't forget to get your questions in so I can go back through the chat and then we'll use that and get some questions answered for you in our evening show. We'll dive in a little bit further into uh, what Peyton Turner means for the New Orleans Saints defensive line. And I'll update you a little bit more on what we saw from some of the other big players as well. Uh, So huge news uh, in terms of where the New Orleans Saints are with these position groups. We're starting to now see Trevor Penning get into some first team reps. Now, James Hurst is firmly entrenched as the first team left tackle, but Trevor Penning did get some of those snaps. So we're starting to see already the introduction of Trevor Penning into the first team offense. How often and how much do we continue to see that develop over time will be very interesting. Of course, something we'll be watching very closely, but it does beg the question. If James Hurst does win that left tackle spot, who becomes the swing tackle, the extra tackle, the sixth offensive lineman? Do they give Trevor Penning that responsibility or do they allow Trevor Penning to focus on developing as the future left tackle of this team and then have somebody else be the sixth man? My vote is that you allow him to focus at left tackle and then you get somebody else to be that six man. That six man, of course, being Calvin Throckmorton, who played that role a bit last year, also played a little bit of guard last year. The guy's very smart. He can do a lot. And so I think that that would be the way that I would go here. But it'd be very interesting to see what the Saints make in terms of a decision there if James Hurst is ultimately the starting left tackle. But it is great to see Trevor Penning getting involved in the first team reps. 
Uh, look, the guy is very violent. He's as violent as advertised. He's as big as advertised, and he looks the part. All you have to do is get the technique and sort of the fundamentals, the things that they that they know that they want to bolster in Trevor Penning's game. Get that down, and he'll be in a really, really good place. Don't forget to go get those questions in for tonight's episode. Remember, we're doing two episodes every day at New Orleans Saints practice live show, and then we'll have a pre-recorded show diving into some of the bigger stories and answering your questions. Next up, let's take a look at the cornerback spot opposite Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, a shakeup there. No Paulson Adebo, who got the start there yesterday, but also no Alante Taylor. It's actually Bradley Roby on Thursday for the second day of training camp. So we'll keep an eye out, see if tomorrow, if number 27 uh, on Friday ends up getting those opportunities. That, of course, would be second round selection Alante Taylor. Uh, Bradley Roby got the start next or across from Marshawn Lattimore. Remember, that's initially where Bradley Roby was acquired for, right? The Saints traded a third round pick to get Bradley Roby to New Orleans. They end up drafting Paul Sinadibo. Paul Sinadibo gets the first game of the 2021 season as the starting CB2 because Bradley Roby was suspended, and then he never relinquished that spot. And then Bradley Roby just kind of got involved as a rotational player, as well as in the slot, dime packages, things like that. But now we're seeing Bradley Roby get real looks at cornerback two. So as we mentioned, this is going to be effectively a three-man position battle. Paulson Adebo and Alante Taylor will kind of headline it, but Bradley Roby should not be forgotten in the conversation around it as well. Now, Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo did get reps at corner with the other teams, but also spent a lot of time where the Saints focused most over the course of this training camp session. That was punt and uh, special teams work. And for that one, Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo were two of 18 different players the New Orleans Saints tried out outside of JT Gray at Gunner or that took reps at Gunner whether it be on air or whether it be through drills. So definitely something to continue to watch. Remember, the New Orleans Saints care very much about the impactful nature of their special teams unit and the fact that their special teams unit can win them games. Blake Gillikin still has a boot. Now you're just trying to find that guy across from JT Gray, the first team all-pro special teamer, to be your next special teamer in that role. So that's our update on all of the position battles. Make sure you tune in for tonight's episode. We'll break down a little bit further how Peyton Turner, Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport all work together over on the defensive line. We'll also get to some video and sound from the pressers and press conferences and answer your questions. So don't forget to get all of your questions in in the chat so I can grab a few for tonight's episode. As always, y'all, I appreciate you so much for joining us on this live episode of Locked on Saints and for always making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. I'm having a blast bringing you everything that I can from training camp. And trust me, there is absolutely no stopping this Locked On Saints train. So I appreciate all of y'all for everything. Make sure you go and check out the Locked On NFL podcast as well so you can figure out everything going on around the league in less than 30 minutes. And I highly recommend checking out Locked On Bucks tomorrow as well because they'll very likely be talking about the impact of potentially losing Ryan Jensen for a substantial amount of time. That matters a lot to the New Orleans Saints and the NFC South. I appreciate y'all as always for making me a part of your day and a part of your routine. As always, if you see me, say hi. And of course, I will see you later on today. And again, tomorrow, we're here every day for you. And for anything you need around these New Orleans Saints in between those episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll let you.